Hi, welcome to the High Lady Book Club. My name is Jessie, and I love podcast discussions and deep dives. And I'm Katie, and I love all things Sarah J. Mass and outlandish theories. So we combine those loves into a weekly Sarah J. Mass discussion podcast. We'll be reading along to her books. We're diving into Crescent City first, and class is starting now. This is the English class you don't want to spark note. Welcome to the first episode of the High Lady Book Club. <laughs> we're excited to be doing this. I can't believe we're actually Finally starting. Finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought um, before we dive in, we should talk about our credentials for being hosts of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that you're going to be our resident expert. <laughs> I have been a huge Sarah J. Mass fan since 2012 when her series came out, um, Throne of Glass. I wasn't an OG OG. Um, she posted her um, Throne of Glass series, or at least the first book on a fanfic website prior. I didn't know about it then, <laughs> but um, ever since I've just been obsessed and I've been reading all of her books in like real time. And, like, whenever there is a time that she has not released a new book, I just reread. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I do without any books? Which is kind of what you're doing now. Yes. Without now, me. <laughs> now I have, like, a purpose to be doing. <laughs> but I've been to a ton of her book signings and some of her book tours. Um, and my just goal in life has been to make all my friends read <laughs> her books. And that's how you started. Yeah, reading. that's how I learned about the books. Yeah. I started with Akatar or A Court of Thorns and Roses. Mm -hmm. And that's what you call your gateway series. <laughs> yeah. I think Akatar is like the perfect gateway into Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> yeah, it just has the perfect combination of like romance and like fantasy, and it kind of like starts off right away. Um, yeah. So that's why I get people hooked. It really, <laughs> it really does hook you. Yeah, <laughs> and then everybody reads the other one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, okay, then yeah. Um, so that's how I got into them. Mm -hmm. I read Akatar, then. Throne of Glass, I read, like, twice, because the first time I didn't end up, like, finishing it. I don't know why, but eventually I came back to it, yeah. and wow. Yeah. Um, that is a great series as well. So I'm really excited to jump into this new one. Yeah. Um, and you've been a huge, like, podcast. You're the podcast fan of the two of us, so <laughs> Jessie knows more about podcasts and social media so she'll be the resident expert on that <laughs> just um, on my phone a lot I need constant stimulation <laughs> as most of us do these days but now we're doing it you know we're at least attempting to do it on a productive <laughs> with our own podcast yeah yes and we've just been huge fans of like all of the fantasy like book Worlds. Yes, the big fandoms. Yeah. Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Twilight. Twilight was 
<laughs> Just me was a huge Twilight fan. Back yeah. in the day, we were both Edward fans. Yes. But Jesse has jumped a shit. Well, if you read Midnight Sun, I don't know. <laughs> it it changes your perspective. That's fair. Although it changed mine. That's fair. I have not read it because I don't. I just want to live in... Leave it. Leave yeah. it how it was. In middle school, Edward forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. My middle school self would be cursing my yeah. current day self out. 100%. Yeah. yeah. She would die. <laughs> If we ever get the followers, maybe I'll share some of my the most cringiest pictures of my life. There's some good ones. There's some gems. Ooh, sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's basically why we are here today. <laughs> we are book nerds, mm-hmm. have been, and will continue to be. Yes. For ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right, so those are our credentials. Should we get into my recap? Yeah, so um, kind of what everyone can expect. We'll post um, our little study guide with some episode notes. Um, And we also have on our Instagram some visual aids to help people keep characters in government straight. Um, And we'll always start with like a quick little recap um, just for people who, um, you know, maybe have read it a while ago just to like, cue people into what we're talking about um so yeah we're gonna jess is gonna recap for us chapters one through four so this is your warning if you have not read crescent city one house of earth and blood chapters one through four (laughs) don't keep listening to this podcast unless you are ready to just this is yeah this is your warning (laughs) um so yeah let's get into it and i guess you also wanted to say that i i did not read the this. back of the book, which apparently has some information on it. Yeah, so Jesse, um, for those of you who have, you know that there is a spoiler in the on the back of the book. And so I just wanted Jesse to have a perspective for this podcast that is completely 100% spoiler-free. She doesn't even know, like, what the book is about. Um, she's just going in blind. <laughs> I just take Katie's recommendations. I mean... Guitar, Third of Glass. I'm like, yeah, whatever you say, I'm ready. So um, we'll see if she hates me <laughs> by the end of this. But um, Jesse is completely spoiler free. So this is her take, yes. having literally only read the first four chapters. Yes, yeah, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So it starts from the perspective of Bryce, which is half Faye. And she works at this fancy gallery, and her boss is some kind of defunct witch who was kicked out of her house. She does seem like a major bitch, but you all, like, I kind of get, like, some ounce of respect for her. I don't know. We don't yeah. know much about her. Yeah. But it seems like someone you don't want to mess you with. You don't want to cross her. Yeah. You might be turned into an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Danica comes waltzing in the gallery in her wolf form course casually like that she's a shifter apparently that's normal for her she's super powerful and rumored to be the next prime which is like the person in power in her wolf community yeah there's Um, like some tension there between her and her mom who should be she's currently like the prime apparent but danica has 
more power than her, so that's kind of yeah, interesting for sure. And her grandfather just like gave Danica the fa- family sword, like mm-hmm. the family heirloom that's been passed down. Yeah, it was like, oh, it called to Danica one night. Yeah, like her mom is salty. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I would be too. Um, but anyway, so we meet her. She is, um, she comes into the gallery. She's upset because there's some terrorists named Philip Briggs who tried to blow up a nightclub, which Danica had stopped. She does seem like a badass bitch. Yeah. That seems like yeah. something she would do. She, she kind of does. She kind of seems like someone who never just chooses to pick her battle. She just picks every battle and I, mean, I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> seems like she wins most of it. Yeah. So. She seems impressive. Um, so this guy, Philip Briggs, is possibly being released from jail on some kind of technicality. And basically, he's trying to bring a war from another continent to their continent. And it's all about humans rebelling against the veneer, mm-hmm. which are the magic yeah. beings. Yeah. And being with magical power. Yeah. It's right. like not PC in this world to call beings humans right That's... i would not want to offend no because <laughs> these <laughs> seems like you do not want you to have with yeah. if you're human i yeah you're seen as like the lower yeah. class in yeah. this world so we're lowly so we will um, be calling them humans yes magical <laughs> beings um and right off the bat danica and bryce seem like relatable bffs they mm-hmm live in the city they're like young they go out they smart smoke mercury and drink and like go to clubs yeah very early 20s friendship mm-hmm. love it i'm also salty about their chosen drop age which we can get more into yeah um which is dropping into power yeah um and then bryce is getting ready to leave for a date with some dickhead guy named Reed, mm-hmm. who apparently they've had sex and it he was great. just on his phone right after, which Danica calls that out in front of all her wolf friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet Connor, who's Danica's second, mm-hmm. who definitely clearly has a thing for Bryce. Yeah. So like Bryce is trying to leave for this date with Reed. Connor's like, hi, what about me? Bryce goes on this shitty date and leaves because he's an asshole who's on his phone. And she meets up with Fury, one of her cool college friends, friends from college, not in college anymore, who's also, like, a badass assassin. Yeah, so they met in college, but Fury actually was not a college student. She was just, like, (laughs) on a mission, and, like, that was, like, her cover. And we don't know what the mission was. Like That is wild. It's just kind of like a don't ask, don't tell with Fury. We don't know what she does. She's like some badass assassin. And we don't want to know. Doing 22 Jump Street. <laughs> being like, hey, yeah. you guys want to do Mirth? And then she's also friends with a fawn named Juniper. Mm-hmm. Um, who at first, when I was reading it, I was just like, she's also a dancer. Yeah. So for some reason, when it said fawn, I was like, just thinking like, she's graceful, like a fawn. Right. But I didn't realize that she's actually like some... She's got hooves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is inter- just interesting. Yeah. Um, so 
basically after this shitty date, Bryce is going out, meeting up with her friend. She's calling Fury and Juniper and being like, let's go out mm-hmm. and party. And then Danica is salty because it's her night with her wolf pack. They yeah. all have, like, one night off of their duties yeah. to hang out. Yeah. And they're all together watching, like, TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's what wolves do in their den, I guess. <laughs> Um, and eating pizza. And eating pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like a night, honestly. Um, but that's kind of the really quick, (laughs) quick, uh, recap recap. of chapters one through four. Yeah. So one of the things I've been most excited to hear is your thoughts on, um, the series being so like present day. Yeah. That has been interesting. Mm -hmm. It's been different than her other series. Um, the cell phone thing was cool. I like the way yeah. she did it. Like, they were texting. Yeah. She was texting Connor and some other one from the Wolf Pack about Danica. Um, but I also, it felt very present day and, like, not the best way with the technology. Yeah. But more, like, the bombs and the guns and, like, the terrorist part. Yeah. Felt, like, very present day in a different, more dark way. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that, um... You know, I think you kind of pointed out um, that, like, humans, they're, like, lower and less than. And so, like, these weapons are their only, um, like, way to, like, fight against the veneer. So they use all these, like, yeah, like, guns. Just, like, things that we have here. Yeah. And I thought her, like, stereotype mass making guns so powerful mm-hmm. that, like, humans can kill a veneer with them was interesting. Yeah. And also just shows how, like, dangerous um, guns are. And that that's, like, what the humans have, like, like against them and what I'm sure they're yeah. using in the rebellion on, like, that other continent. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was, like, <laughs> relatable and, like, yeah. the technology, but also, like, the present day, like... Not so great stuff. Yeah. Um, also in their world, which I'm thankful we don't have yeah. in our present day, right. is these, like, public crucifixions that, like, Bryce just kind of, like, just casually, casually mentions. mentions, like, how the, the, you know, something was stolen during this blackout, Luna's horn. Luna's, and yeah. Who's ever, like, found that's just have stolen this, like, Micah, the big guy yeah. who is the, the charge archangel. of the yeah. archangel said that like their punishment will be being like killed in front of like it happens in like the main square or something yeah uh-huh yeah that's very interesting <laughs> um it is so one of the things that sarah J. mass drew inspiration off of was um the romans like and and their entire kind of um, government structure and stuff and so they the Romans used to do crucifixion so oh, I'm wow. curious if that's kind of like part yeah. of where that came from wow yeah it's I don't think I realized they did that yes yes we don't have that either anywhere at least yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was interesting to have like the cell phones and the present day technology with something like that feels so like barbaric or like, yeah 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 an interesting that thing. was eerie yeah yeah. Um, but I did love Danica and Bryce's relationship. I know. Like, it felt very relatable. Yeah. Um, like, and you could, like, they're just so close and, like, 
just living like your very 20s yeah. lifestyle like their roommates they're yeah. like really yeah close they're friends with each other's friends yeah yeah this is something we don't get in any of her other series also like friendship yeah. um like there's obviously friendships that develop but I feel like to have like such a close-knit group of friends and whatever that's like kind of a new thing yeah that I kind of like yeah they they seem like really funny like together too like I know you'd mentioned that um Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. She mentioned like Broad City. Yeah. She drew, she feels like um, Danica and Bryce are the Abby and Alana of um, Crescent City. <laughs> I love that. Broad City fans. Just oh my Broad God, City. I love Broad City. <laughs> yeah. And I could totally see like Bryce as Abby mm-hmm. and Danica being Alana, who's like just over the top, yeah. like outspoken, like a badass bitch, like kind of unhinged, but like you love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Those are the vibes that I get from her. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. Um, and I know, so um, for the drop age, so yeah. basically, like, the drop is this thing that um, you can do if you have power and you um, kind of drop into your power and it starts your immortality for those who have power and are um, immortal. Um, and so... Both Danica and Bryce can do this, um, and they've chosen a very specific age because they think it's, like, the perfect peak age and everything goes downhill <laughs> from there. <laughs> Which is 27. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm only going to be for, like, a month and a half. And I am already 28, so yeah. just a little salty. Yeah. According to Bryce and Danica, everything goes downhill for us. Here. Right. They were talking about, like, saggy boobs yeah. and wrinkles, and I was just like, wow, I guess this is the end of it, huh? I guess this is what we have to look forward to. Yeah. I was like, come on, like, early 30s have to be, those are prime time, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah slightly salty, but it... It is cool that Bryce being half fae, but she did, like, a DNA test to find out that she's, like, gonna be yeah. immortal. Yeah. Or, you know, live just thousands like, of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. That is kind of interesting. Yeah. And, like, kind of also related to the present day. You can kind of find out interesting yeah. things about, like, ooh, like, what could I, what <laughs> sickness could I get? Like, it's not quite as exciting as theirs, but... <laughs> That would be cool. You send a cheek swab and it's like, you're going to live like 3,000 years. (laughs) You have power. (laughs) That sounds better than our version here. Yeah. Ours is like, you're more prone to fatigue. (laughs) You're like, kidney disease is more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Not great news. Yeah. They have a nicer outlook, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was just slightly salty of that. That's fair. Um, but what do you think of of Reed? I, Reed seems like your typical, like, wealthy, like, attractive, wealthy dude that's, like... I'm God's gift to mankind. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> being kind. I don't know how to say that. Okay. Right, because <laughs> he was human, He's though. human. Yeah. So... He's, yeah. like, top of the food pack, but for the human. Yeah, he's, like, clawed his way up there. Well, his family did because yeah. they started cell phones. They, like, were the inventors of cell phones. Now oh, they're ultra cool. rich. 
Um, and so they're kind of like exempt from the, um, from like the lower class feel because they're so well sanded. Yeah, that yeah. tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Adds up. Um, <laughs> Rules that apply to society except for the uh, the rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely, I was glad that she ended up ditching him. Mm-hmm. Because when she was talking about him, I was like, she wasn't into him. The sex isn't good. Like, yeah, he has a lot of money and power, but like. And he sounded attractive, but. That's true. I mean. Yeah. In the long scene. run. Yeah. And if your best friend doesn't like, yeah, like that's probably a not red friend well. for sure. Um, and then Connor was like, really, <laughs> like, really giving it his all to be like, hey, like, <laughs> what about me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know you hate this trope. Yeah, I I definitely rolled my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, actually rolled my eyes reading, <laughs> like, whatever line it was that was, like, please, like, give me a chance. Like, you won't regret it. Or something, like, along right. those lines. And I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, you have to beg someone to go out with you. Yeah. No. It's not a good look. I definitely, I I feel like for anyone listening, this is, Connor is definitely not, like, a how-to guide on... Like, if, yeah. if someone's not interested in you, like, you're probably not going to be able to convince them otherwise, yeah. no matter how many times you, like, wear them down. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's what I hate. It's just, like, the wearing down till someone eventually gives in. And then it's yeah. usually not. It's never what they, they're like, it'll be worth it. And it is far from worth it. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I feel like in this case, okay, I really, I thought everything was cute. I thought Connor was, like, really cute. Um, And I feel like you have to kind of look at it in the context. Like, it's clear, like, Bryce was also interested, and she was just all this, like, oh, my gosh, like, I just have too many problems. Yeah. Which I, which is also annoying, but. Yeah. I feel like it's also kind of, like, a front for, like, there's, it's complicated because, Connor is in the Pack of Devils, which is the, um, like, wolf group that Danica runs, and he's her second. And Danica is, like, Bryce's, like, best friend, like, favorite person on this earth. So, like, if things go wrong, like, yeah. Connor's not Connor's not going anywhere, and neither is Bryce, and it's just going to, like, cause Yeah, issues. no, that's, that's a very good point, and definitely adds, like, more context. Yeah. Because it's always that thing, like, within a friend group. Like, if two people start dating, like, yeah, yeah it could it's affect things, like, so I get it. I, I get, like, he's like, I don't care, I want to do this, and she's kind of like, hmm, like, and she eventually agreed to go on a date yeah. with him. Yeah, and I think um, he's more like, like, it's worth the risk, like, not yeah. like, I am worth, and yeah. it's like, no, like, a, a shot at us could be, like, worth it, and we'll figure it out, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. I just, I just, I roll my eyes. That's it's fair. my own personal. That's fair. Uh, experiences that have changed. <laughs> That's fine. But, yeah, so, I, I think he'll be really cute. Like, yeah. I, I, I have a good feeling, like, even though I had to roll my eyes, he sounded very cute. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that's kind of where 
kind of the the main characters, I guess. We've yeah. kind of covered. Yeah, that's kind of the big the big people we've met. Um, should we discuss the world itself? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be helpful if we, like, get into it a little bit. But maybe we'll take a quick break first. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and dive into the world. All right, sounds good. All right. So, should we get into the world? Yes. Um, when I first started the book, so it opens up, I think the first thing was the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw, I know I'm going to butcher this, Lunathion? <laughs> Lunathion. Lunathion. So, I, my first thought when I saw, like, Lunathion across <laughs> the page, I was like, I forgot. Like, I'm going to have to learn all these new words. <laughs> All these new pronunciations that I'm going to say wrong in my head for the entire book. Then learn it's a different pronunciation. I know. It's like a little, like, like PTSD like, oh from God, like, oh, yeah, like, here we go. I was like, wow, I don't know. Like, I didn't mentally prepare for that aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. There's a lot of names in this. And it's heavy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so it's a map which was very, like, a city, like yeah. a modern city. So yeah. that was also and really mm-hmm. different um and then there's that page breaking down the four houses of Midgard which now I totally get why you talked about there being like visual aids and like all these things to help understand this book yeah it's a lot of information yeah it is so on our Instagram page you can um pull up a couple um different like guides we we made to like kind of help while you're reading it you're like wait what does this mean you can like go there for like a quick reference but we'll just do like a quick rundown of things um and I also wanted to throw in some like little mythology tidbits so Sarah J Maas said that um one of her biggest inspirations for this series was Norse mythology but there's also some other mythology sprinkled in so anytime I see or I like found um parallels I'll try and like bring them up um throughout the book yeah that's really cool yeah and I wonder if it will have some like um, foreshadowing yeah like, knowing the she mythology. yeah so Sarah J Maas has said that she grew up under the JK Rowling era where like she loved how like on the very in the very first chapter of the very first book Sirius Black motorcycle is like a thing and then it's yeah. not brought up until the third book and she's like oh I love the idea of dropping things so I definitely think that's like a huge possibility so we're gonna try and like crack her codes but we'll see <laughs> if we can yeah I don't know she's yeah she's really good at it she is but so um we are in the planet Midgard and Midgard translates in Norse mythology to home of man Interesting. Yeah, which is very fitting because originally Midgard was home to only humans and like ordinary animals. Right. Like Earth. It was like like present day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like long time ago, fifteen thousand years ago, there was this event referred to called the Crossing, and all sorts of creatures came over through the northern rift. Um, and they actually measure their calendar by this event. So V E is the veneer era when all of like those creatures came over. Um, that marks the time of after the crossing. And then prior to that, it was H-E or the human era. So now we've got Mid- Midgard populated by humans and veneer. 
Um, and veneer um, is also comes from Norse mythology. It's actually, uh, there are two types of Norse gods. One type is veneer, and they represent peaceful aspects of nature and possess knowledge of magic. Um, so it's okay. kind of interesting. Yeah. Because they're the magical beings here. So right. some parallels there. And it sounds like a good... Like, yeah, they sound they good. sound good. <laughs> I'm not 100 sure that part is being translated in, especially after meeting Jessica, who sounds true. Yeah, <laughs> questionable. And I mean, yeah, there's also like demons and yeah, demons. yeah, demon. Yeah, yes. they definitely yeah. sound bad, <laughs> right? But that's you know, there's just a parallel there. Yes. And so then that's who live on this planet, and there are two continents. There's Pangera, which is the bigger continent. Um, and over there is where that human rebellion you were talking about is taking place between the humans and veneer. Although some veneer are like backing the humans and it's like kind of complicated and we're just like staying away from that. We are over in the other continent, Valbara, Valbara. Um, and this continent is where Bryce is, where Crescent City is. Um, it's a smaller continent. Um, and so... That's kind of like the general world. Crescent City is in um, Balbara. Um, it's on the southeastern coast of it. Um, and basically the power structure of the... There's a power structure for the entire world. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So the Asteri rule the entire um, world of Midgard. Pretty yeah. beautiful. And those were the people that... Was, were those the people Danica was going to meet with? Um, so she wasn't going to meet with the Asteria. Oh, no, no, they're to... the top top. Yeah, they're, they're the like... top top. And they are, um, they actually live in the Eternal City, which is in the other continent, in Pangera. Okay. So they are, like, over somewhere else. Okay, not even guys? Yeah. Um, and actually, this is interesting to note. So the other group of Norse gods is called the Aesir. And so I'm wondering, like, could mm. that potentially be related to the Asteri? I don't know. Yeah, that does sound very similar. Um, the Asir gods are more aggressive and warlike, and they represent brute strength and raw power of nature, mm. which is interesting because the Asteri are, like, the, the most powerful yeah. here. They're the top of the food chain. Yeah. So there were seven of them. And... Um, one of them died, though, so now there are six that run um, the planet Midgard. And the power structure is a lot like the Roman Empire. That's what Sarah J. Mass based it off of. But instead of one empire, there are the, the Asteria as, like, the six ruling entities. So for those history buffs who, like, that helps them. Didn't help me. I don't know anything about history. <laughs> now I wish I paid more attention I know. I know. for the, this specific reason. Um, but then under the Asteri, there are archangels and they run territories in Midgard. Um, and so in Valbara, there's the archangel Micah, uh, Micah Jonas, and he is the, the Valbaran archangel. So he runs the entire, he's the governor of the entire continent. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. There are 10 total archangels. We haven't met any of the others, but mm. they're over in Pangea. They're also, he's the only one for this continent. Yeah. Mm. So the people Danica met up with were the heads of um, 
the different areas in Crescent City. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there are seven heads in Crescent City, and they all kind of um, run different territories. So in addition to his archangel duty, um, Micah also is the head of the Central Business District in Crescent City. Um, And then there are um, the other heads, which you can read on our page. I won't, like, list them out. Um, but there's, like, one example is, like, the Prime of the Wolves, which we talked about was Danica's grandfather. Um, grandfather. Yeah. He is a head of, um, and he's over in Moodwood. Um, and then there's, like, other ones. But what's important to note is in Crescent City, there's also the Asphodel Meadows, which is another section. And that's where the humans live. But they have no head and no representation in the government. Yeah. So kind of unfortunate for them. You can maybe understand why people are rebelling. Yeah. Um, And then you mentioned the four houses. So all the beings are um, in four houses. um, And they're broken down again on that page right after the map that you can like read specifically. But you can either be considered a full Suvidas, which are full citizens of the house. And they have like, you know, more standing and power or Mm -hmm. like respect or you're considered a peregrini which is like a lower and humans are considered lowers right like danica or not bryce's mom Mm -hmm. is she's full human full human so she's like considered a lower she is not um a full civitas she doesn't get like full citizenship to um house of earth and blood where the humans are there so, like, I, I bet Reed probably does. I don't know. But, like, you know, there are times yeah. where you can be, like, make exceptions. But in mm-hmm. general, humans are the lowers. Yeah. I'm um, sure the rich people get the full. <laughs> they get the full treatment. <laughs> um, but in addition to the humans, there's also the slaves to the Republic and then others who are deemed less than. Those are the lowers. Um, we, like, briefly learned about something called the fall. So sprites are now considered lowers even though they were originally in House of Sky and Breath, um, but they participated in a rebellion called the Fall. We don't know what that is, but it yeah. doesn't sound good. Yeah. And um, now they were kicked out of their house. Yeah, they're kicked out. They are no longer full Savitas. They're considered lowers. Um, so that's kind of just a general overview. The other thing I wanted to go over um, are the gods. So there are five gods in this world. And it's kind of interesting, like, they have these little phrases, like, burning solace, and thank Kathana for that. Like, in, mm-hmm. like you know, instead of, like, thank like, God for that. Like, yeah. I thought that was, like, kind I'm of like, fun. Like, burning solace, like, burning like, hell? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that, <laughs> but just kind of interesting, like, some parallels there. Um, but one of the goddesses is Luna, and she's the patron goddess of Luna Theon, or mm. Crescent City. Uh, and Luna is also, like, a Roman goddess. Um, she's often con- uh, attributed to the Crescent Moon, which mm. makes sense. Crescent City. Yeah. Mm. And so she is um, choosing, she chooses some individuals to be a part of Earth and Blood, or the House of Sky and Breath. So she can, like, kind of pick some people pick to join there's Kathana, which is like the earth goddess. And so Kathana is derived from an ancient Greek word that means earth or soil. And it's often used in Greek mythology to describe things related to the underworld. So it's kind of oh. interesting. 
Um, so like Hades and Persephone are considered Chthonic gods. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. Um, it's in, it's like in con- direct contrast to like the Olympic gods, like Zeus. So just interesting. Yeah, that is, that is very interesting. But so since it means earth or soil, it comes to me as like to no surprise that she um, calls individuals to be part of the house of earth and blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the next one is Solus, who's the sun god. Um, and this has, like, there's, like, a lot of, um, interesting Norse mythology around Solus that we might dive into at a later, um, point. Um, but, so Solus is, um, he blesses individuals and invites them into sky and breath. Uh, Ogenus is the sea goddess and also the keeper of mysteries. Um, and so, um, this is just interesting that... Um, Oceanus is a Greek titan, which is like predates the Olympic gods of like Zeus. Like the titans come before the Olympic gods, Zeus and Hades. Um, and this was Oceanus was the Greek god that fathered the river gods. So it was like a god that watched over like fresh water, which is interesting mm-hmm. because oh, Genus, we have like the Eastros, which is like a river, right? And that's what. Yeah. 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 And that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. She's impressive. She really does her research. She she does. <laughs> and the last one, this one I think is like the most interesting to me. Um Erd. So Erd is kind of like a fate or like the mother. And so in Norse mythology, Erd is one of the three norns, or they're also called like fate, the fates in Greek mythology. Um, but they, like, are responsible for shaping the course of human destinies. Wow. They, like, spin threads of life. They'll measure people's destinies. They show the fate of all human beings and gods. Wow. In um, mythology. And so I... <laughs> did you Have you ever seen Hercules? Like, the kids, you know, movie. Yeah. Okay. I just, when I was, like, reading about this, I just keep thinking about those, like, creepy-looking sisters that, like, shiver in my ball. That those are the fates. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. And they like they use it, they like pass around the eyeball to see past, present, and future. And they can like cut a mortal thread of life and all. Like that's like like Erd in this is considered like the one that represents the past out of the three like sisters. Oh wow. Yeah. Um so that's interesting. And I think um that like when I read that it made a lot more sense as to why. Um, it's in like Sarah Jane Mass says that like some, there are some wicked and unnamed things in the house of flame and shadow that like Erd herself can't even see. That does make it make more sense because when you first read that, you're like, okay, like, like they're invisible. Like you're like, okay, what does that mean? But from with that context, yeah, it's more so like she can't see their destinies or like how they influence fate or stuff like that. So. So that's kind of like our our big overview of there's a lot of information in these first four chapters, so just kind of like an overview of yeah. that. Yeah. And if anyone is still once more breakdown, we will have visual aids on our Instagram. Yeah, definitely. That, those out. that look awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. That they're... are helpful for new readers like me that yeah. you, you're dropped into this world and you're like 
just all this terminology of these hierarchies, this like all the different neighborhoods. You're like, what is going on? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Yeah. It's definitely starting to all make sense and come more together. Yeah. As we've like discussed it and yeah. visually it's helped too. For sure. Yeah. But no, so I think that um is like a good start and I'm I'm just really excited to hear what you think of the next um next couple chapters. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Yeah, this was a lot of like heavy world building, but now we're gonna start getting into the plot. So I'm excited yeah. for that. I know I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. So for next time, everybody should finish um, part one of Crescent City. Yes. So the remaining three chapters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because that's what we'll be going over next week. Yes, that's your homework. (laughs) Everyone make sure that they're ready because we will be talking about it all. Yeah. All right, this was fun. Yeah, this was really fun. (laughs) Thanks for attending English class today. To keep the discussion going, join us on Instagram at the High Lady Book Club. Make sure you do your homework for next week and we'll see you back here.